draft a football. Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I'm here with the coach, John Brent. And I'm here with the Betty and Griffin talking football already. Yes, we're talking football, but I don't think yeah. we're going to talk football on this. Hey, that's some misinformation. That is misinformation. It is. We're not talking football. So, Coach, today I think we, since we're out here at the jump talking, beautiful, beautiful country today. I wish we could turn this around and just show you one time, but Man. that sure would mess everything up. <laughs> yes, it would. So, we're going to talk about it, misinformation and disinformation. Mm. And uh, so uh, misinformation is where something's misled. And it might not have been intentional, but disinformation, and I'll clarify it, is when it is intentional. And disinformation, I hate to say it, you know, just throw it out there. The military uses that sometimes, like with troop numbers. We did it in World War II, really, with disinformation when we sit there and act like we had a whole corps of army sitting on the the east coast of England with Patton's army and they were all balloons and all this other stuff, you know, and all that. So that's, that's disinformation. But people use it politically uh, for vindictive reasons. So I'll yeah. just start it out kind of like that there, Coach. Sure. And some, uh, and as a history teacher, some of the things that we talk about, we don't, we don't use the word misinformation. It's kind of like a PR word now. Uh, public relations, misinformation. Uh, when we teach it in history, we use the word propaganda. And we use that word and we use it a lot. And it goes back to uh, one of the first things that we teach when we're teaching uh, younger people about uh, propaganda and what, you know, what it was to the early colonies. Uh, whenever we had uh, the British soldiers, you know, having all these taxes and they were actually on our land and we, we didn't want them here. And they, mm -hmm. before we had the Quartling Act and all that, um, we had a Boston massacre. And it was literally the propaganda that came from that that started the push for a revolution uh, because we had a massacre. The word massacre usually means a whole lot of people dying. I don't know if you remember how many people died that day. Five. Five. And um, what had happened was Paul Revere uh, was the editor of the newspaper, and he, had, he printed the picture of the shooting and made the whole propaganda look like they were shooting a bunch of innocent people. The British soldiers were. They even had dogs down below, and they had over one of the businesses, which was a made-up business called the Butcher Shop. Mm-hmm and make it look these guys were just butchering the soldiers and then John Adams came in as an attorney and got the guys off because it, there was, it was all a, uh, a defense. I mean, the defense was that they were defending themselves. But propaganda's been a part of this country, been a part of a lot of things going on for a number of years. But right now, the misinformation that we have out is what I call propaganda on steroids. It's, a, it's on steroids and crack cocaine and, and, yeah. and about five other things. And uh, I'll give you a couple of examples, of, and I'll give you one is a few years back, and I'll give you some that are just within the last few months. One a few years back is a little thing called, uh, happened around 9-11, Benghazi. Mm. And, uh, you know, we lost some people that day, and uh, we were told by high-ranking officials in the federal government, Secretary of State, former Hillary Clinton, said this was all caused because they saw a Western-style video. Video, yep. Although she sent an email that night to her daughter saying, yeah, it wasn't a video. We know that. We're just telling the American people that because they'll believe anything I tell them as long as we have the Clinton Foundation. So she lied to us. It was purposely disinformation. Uh, knowing darn well that didn't cause anything. And, uh, and they stuck to the guns on it. You know, uh, I, I don't understand that. I don't know why we needed to lie on that. This wasn't like troop strength. This wasn't like uh, we're maneuvering a brigade over in Poland to set up yeah. in case the Russians invade something. We didn't, it wasn't nothing like that. It was just, hey, y'all fumbled, and you didn't want to admit it. Right. You know, it was political at the end of the day. 
Yeah, and you know, it, it's not just on the on the you know Republican side that we're saying that against Democrats. I mean, just look at the misinformation with Obama and his birth certificate. Yeah. Now, I mean, this was ridiculous. If you really look back and think about it, it wasn't done because we wanted to find out the true facts. What we wanted to do is make someone look like they were not an American. He should not be holding the office that he was elected for. Anything we could do to, to make the person look bad. And, you know, that kind of misinformation, we've used that before, not just in our country. I mean, the CIA and the FBI used it a lot, especially in the late 50s and the early 60s when we had the Cold War going on. It was nothing but misinformation and propaganda and leaflets dropped all over the world with information that was misinformation. Yep. But now we're having it not just on, not just from, you know, government entities trying to win a war or, or get a country on our side. We're doing it on social media and we're doing it on regular media. We're doing it on CNN and MSNBC and Fox. And so, I mean, it's gotten crazy. So, Coach, I'll, I'll give an example on the, uh, that, that happened on the Republican side is when President Obama came out. I would happen to be in Afghanistan at the time. And I've told this story once before, but he came out and said, hey, we're going to close the, we're going to draw the troop strength down and we're going to close the dining facilities down over there, half of them, or, you know, so many of them. I got messages back from my hometown saying, hey, Ian, what's going on over there? Uh, they're not feeding soldiers hot meals anymore. And, uh, and it's true. We, we stopped doing three hots a day. But if you look throughout history, Desert Storm, Bosnias, and everything else, we never fed three hot meals a day. Uh, we did that because that's a morale boost, but we never did that before. We, they may get one hot a day, they go get the hot in the morning, and they pick up two MREs. Or they may get issued a, a three days worth of MREs, and that's what they lived off of. So what was going on was we were, we were downsizing the so we could kind of get out of there, hopefully. And by doing that, we hit, that, that was just an easy target. And, but what Fox News ran, and that President Obama don't care about troops. Well, that might be a true statement, too, but that wasn't a statement toward that. That was just complete misinformation, which was actually, you know, just twisting some things and sure. running with it and thinking that's it. So The agendas yeah. that the, the networks have, the major networks, and even, uh, you know, a Breitbart or Daily Wire yeah. or, or pop culture on, online or whatever, the agendas matter. And yeah. if, if you're going to read something about uh, uh, a certain topic that comes out, with, let's say with Trump with hookers, then if you're getting your only source from MSNBC on that, you know you're going to get a left-leaning, anti-Trump view. Uh, yeah. And if you were to take the same information and you were going to go to Fox News, you're going to get a conservative, pro-Trump view. But where do we get our real information now has become the misinformation capital of forever, of all time, is social media. And now our media has become that we get as, not we, but as the new generation of people, and, and we're included in that, is we're getting more of our information and misinformation from social media, where every single person right now in the political climate that we have has an agenda. Every single person that posts anything about politics is either anti-Trump or pro-Trump. So, so, Coach, I, I will say social media is a big driver but then there's a there's another caveat to that, that you have the information or misinformation, and then you have elected officials that feel compelled yeah. that they either have to endorse or not endorse. 
and they don't endorse on facts. And I'm going to read it in a good example. They don't endorse on facts. They endorse on political agenda. And so I know everybody's heard this little thing called the squad, and I think that's an inappropriate title for those four individuals, congresswomen uh, that are on the Democratic side. But Congresswoman Presley from Massachusetts on Twitter, social media, right? you know, came out and said after the, uh, uh, the Wisconsin incident, a 17-year-old white supremacist, domestic terrorist, drove cross state lines with an AR-15, shot and killed two people who had assembled to affirm the value, dignity, and worth of black lives. Wow. Okay, so in the Army, we have this thing is report quickly, but we know that that might not be true uh, because after we get more feedback from things, we might find out other, we might <coughs> find out the real facts. So at first, that's misinformation. Uh, but then it became disinformation because she stuck to her guns yeah. after the facts came out that he didn't cross state lines with AR-15. Oh, I'm sorry. He was on the suburb of Chicago within 20 miles of there. So it was kind of like a district of it in some shape or form or fashion. So let's don't make it like he hiked all the way across the United States of America to go do this. Right there with his intent only to, yeah. only to murder. And there is absolutely zero evidence of him being any form of a white supremacist right. whatsoever. Except that he's white. Except that he is white. And just because you're white don't mean you have to be a supremacist. So, and then the fact that he shot and killed two people, that did happen. But they assembled to affirm the value, dignity, and worth of black lives. When one of them had a gun and one of them fired, I, I don't know if they were assembling to do any of that, to be honest. Uh, uh, their actions cho uh, make me choose differently in that assumption. So this is the question I got. This congresswoman right here, who is from Massachusetts and not from Chicago, not from Chicago, not from Illinois, not from Wisconsin. Since you have these facts and you feel that you need to validate it on Twitter, why didn't you go to the FBI? Is my question. Because you're smarter than that. all of us, mm -hmm. because you endorse this only because it fit your political agenda. Yeah. And it just showed that you're a I won't say <laughs> names to people, but it shows that you're less knowledgeable in what you portray yourself. Yeah, you know, when politics become more than facts and, be, and become more than uh, honesty, then, then we've got a problem. There, there are so many things going on right now uh, in our country with misinformation. It doesn't matter that President Trump will sign an anti-crime uh, you know, bill or an anti-prison reform, or, or excuse me, a, a prison reform bill. Those are great things. I don't care who's president. If, if, if JFK was president, if Reagan was president, if Clinton was president, or Trump's president, that's great things. But they can't say it. And so they have to say, well, it's, it, he's really not for them. He just did that because he's trying to pick up the black vote. I, I, I don't get that every single thing someone does, it can't be for the real thing that I want to help somebody. Yeah. This is the other issue I have with, with misinformation and disinformation. Is once facts have evolved and come out. Come back. Why can't you come back and yeah. just talk about it? And that's instead why I'm sticking so to your, Instead of sticking to your old guns. The Breonna Taylor case. Mm. She was asleep in her bed when everything happened. She was shot when she was sleeping in bed. No, she wasn't. She was standing in the hallway next to her boyfriend mm -hmm. who shot first. Have you seen? Did you? And nobody has come back. Did you actually and see? That. And I hate to interrupt you, but did you actually see? And you can go in the line and look at yourself. Did you actually see the interrogation of her boyfriend? No. You need to because he sits there and says that we are in a bedroom. We hear knocking on the door, banging on the door. We both get up. We yep. both go to the hall. They're banging again. We're standing side by side in the hallway 
when they bust through the door and I shoot at the, the door. In one of the debates, and I forgot which one it was, they even said she was still asleep in her bed when it happened. Right, because even that's in one misinformation. Of the and I'm like, let's get over that. Doesn't We've matter. evolved. That is disinformation Correct. at that point in time. And now, uh, if it was at the very first, it would be misinformation because we really didn't know. But you, know, you using it for your advantage is disinformation. When Ferguson happened with Michael Brown, yeah, and that came out, hands up, no, no, you know, hands up, don't shoot, hands up, don't. His hands were in the air when he was shot. All they had was a video, and they had people's, um, you know, people talking in the street. And they talked to a few of them. They hadn't had an investigation yet. They went down there about to burn the city down, and that was the whole narrative. Once they did the investigation and realized not only did Michael Brown rob the store, but he also was trying to take the gun and he hit the officer in the car. And then he rushed back to the car when he was telling, no, 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 it can't happen. It's got to be lying police. It's got to be lying this. Well, then when the witnesses started saying it, they still said, well, some did, some didn't. Well, then they had the Justice Department. Obama's black. They had Eric Holder, Holder. which is black, investigated, came back and said, look, this was not what was, what was said. This happened the way the officer said it, and they still didn't come back and clarify. To this day, people will wear map hands up, don't shoot like it really happened. So, Coach, I'm going to say this here, and I'll probably get a lot of kickback from this, and, I, and I'll just say it how it is. Remember when President Obama said, hey, I could, I, and I don't remember if it was. It was Trayvon. It, I was like, what are you going to say? Tra Trayvon, when he said, I I could see that as being my, maybe if I had my a son. son. He would look like Trayvon Martin. Yeah, and. and and we all understood what the president was saying. We all emphasized with that. Right. But President Obama, in his good faith and good heart, in that in that moment, did something that no other president had done. He stepped <sighs> from the president's office and went and handled a local matter. And mm -hmm. that started the divide. Because previous, a president wouldn't even comment on those things. Right. He, a president would comment on 911 because it happened to the whole country. A president would not comment on a state and sure. local matter. And if they did comment, it was more to the fact that, you know what, the lo local, the local people are doing yeah. it. They're going to get to the bottom of it. We're here, and if they need help type thing. But there is an, uh, you know, and PBS and Frontline is not a conservative uh, station. Right. But they did a great two-part uh, video that's on YouTube, and you can look it up. It's called America's Divide. And the first part, part one, is Obama's presidency. And part two is the end of Obama's presidency with, with Trump getting elected and into his, his first. And where this divide first started, and that's one of the key points of the, of the moderator that's talking about it is when the Trayvon Martin thing happened and Obama made it where, uh, you know, no one's saying he can't speak about it. But when you make it. When he inserted himself. Inserted himself into it that yes. if I had a, before any investigation was done, yes. they had even. Most people nowadays, and they should always do this, if there's an investigation, you know we can't talk about it until the investigation is over. That's all he had to do. He could say, you know what, we don't want people rioting. We do understand people are upset. Yes, go take care of your First Amendment right. Go protest peacefully. We, we've had a long history of police brutality. He can even say that. But when you say, this person looks like me or my this, then you're inserting yourself into it without any facts. When, when, when you... When you undermined the local law enforcement, and you took over at that right. point. And what I was getting to is this real quick when I'll finish is when you do that, no matter if it's right or wrong, what happened to Trayvon Martin, if it was right or wrong, if the verdict doesn't come of that person getting convicted, then you're, st you're stoking that fire and those flames. Same thing with Michael Brown. If you don't get what 
the you know that they think that the president of the United States even thinks, then you stoke it up and make it make it even hotter. When if you could say, you know what, it's terrible. I hate this for his family. I hate this for the town. I hate this for the community. Heck, I hate it for the country. But you know what? We're going to wait. That's what we have in America is we have yes. a due process, and we're going to wait until this is done. And at that point in time, my office or myself will make a, make a comment on it. But right now is not the time. So I'll give you a, a second point. This has nothing to do with race whatsoever, where the pres President Obama inserted himself in and it discredited a whole bunch of stuff. And that is the Bergdahl case. When he brought that family in front of the White House yeah. and put up there and said, hey, we brought your son home, the deserter that they traded five terrorists for, I looked at my wife and I go, they're never going to be able to do anything significant with Bergdahl now. He just he just yeah. exonerated any process that the military will go through through a court-martial as they're supposed to. Now what, you know, is it, that disinformation or misinformation right there from the president? That was deliberate. Absolutely. That was deliberate. That was disinformation. But he he condoned it inadvertently. That might not have been his intent. Right. It just showed that, you know, I mean, President Obama wasn't a senator long, mm -hmm. let's face the fact, and it showed some novice in his politicalmanship in that. And, uh, and he, he displayed that, but both of them cost us significantly. It cost us in racial tensions, and it cost us also in this here. And, and that's one of the things where you have to be so careful with misinformation. Now, we're, we're gullible people because we want to be right. We want to get on Facebook yeah. and say, uh -huh, I told you this person's good or this person's bad. But what you don't realize is the misinformation that you give today, which could be possibly an argument winner for you today, especially from a presidential standpoint or somebody in that much power, they don't understand what could what could come out of that. And when you say racial tensions got worse after Trayvon, it got worse after uh, after Michael Brown and stuff. But in the end, both those went through the American process. They went through the judicial system. You can agree or disagree with it. But if nothing was said prior to that and at the end of it was said, it would be considered different from a, uh, a stoking the flame standpoint from both sides if you just let it play itself out before you comment and do that. The second thing that we're talking about misinformation is if you're going to put information out that you know is false for political gain. Benghazi. Exactly. Then how in the world is that positive for the country? Exactly. So I think you hit the nail on the head and still let things play out, Coach. George H. Bush got crit chastised and criticized for this. But it shows the demeanor of a president prior and the demeanor of the president that changed with President Obama. He was asked, hey, the economy's in the tank. What are you going to do about it? And he looked at the media and said, it's the economy. And George H. Bush, you know, w was very astute in the economy. And he goes, the economy will handle itself. The president, I don't dip my hands in that. I let it play out, and it will evolve, and it will correct itself automatically, which economy normally does if you just leave it alone. But even though that's not racial, but he had a hands-off approach because he was too busy being the president instead of putting his hands down in the economy. Mm -hmm. And the same thing, instead of putting your hands in a state matter that the state officials are the ones that's going to deal with it at the end of the day, you know, why not just let the state handle it? Yeah. And, uh, and although I, I'm quite sure President Obama's intentions were not malicious in that, he was just trying to to do what he felt was right. But that put a divide because it undermined the state when he did that. Yeah. Because it hampered what they could do. Because <clears throat> if they did something else, they went against the president.
Yeah. So, I mean, and, and going through some of the news today, one of the, the biggest misinformations that I've been hearing, and you listen to it with the, uh, the Amy uh, Barrett hearings that are yes. going on in the media, and even in, in the debates and even some of the things you hear online is the Republicans and President Trump want to take away your pre-existing conditions. They want to make sure that pre-existing conditions are not covered. They want to lose. So 20 million people will lose insurance, and so many will be under. It was 162 million, one yeah. said, but it's only 8 million. Right. It's only 8 million. But every single conservative and every even, even the president have said, we are not wanting to take away anyone's pre-existing conditions. We just want the Affordable Care Act to be better. So, so Coach, I'll say this. is when I, when I listen to them talk about this, is I think of, we say in the Army, you have a 300-meter target and you have a 5-meter target. And you got to shoot the 5-meter target so you can eventually get the 300-meter target. But the 5-meter target, once it's done, it's done. It's over with. Right now, or you put the horses with blinders. Yeah. And right now what I see is we can only look at two cases. I'm sorry, that judge is going to uh, handle thousands of cases. Oh, yeah. Not two cases, thousands. And every <sighs> judge that gets in there, no matter who puts them in there, they voted accordingly how they feel. Kavanaugh and Gorsuch voted against what the president thought that they would right. vote on a case. You know what? Because they're judges and they evaluate everything and they play it against the Constitution. Now they know what they they want. They want to look at the Constitution and go, okay, is this what the Constitution yes. says? Is this how we're supposed to interpret the law? Stare decisis and, and and all this after the fact. This is how we rule. It's not like you know what? What do you think the president wants to do on this one? That's not the way the judicial branch works. Not the way it was even set up. That's why they have lifetime tenure. That's why they're a separate body. That's why they have checks and balances. So they can do their job and look at the Constitution and any precedents that set forth after that and go, this is what the Constitution says we have to do. Not every not every five-meter target is a chicken little story the sky exactly. is falling. It, it, you know, anyway, so I think we beat this down a little bit here, Coach. And uh, I think misinformation is... Uh, is is a root of, of a lot of evil, but I think disinformation is definitely the purest form of evil from the media. I think there's only one good misinformation. It's when you fake a really good handoff. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you well, run a deep pass, now, and he's wide open. Now, That's I will really say, good misinformation. If we talk true strength, yeah, disinformation, <laughs> exactly. got it. You know, I got it. If we talk our capabilities to the enemy, yeah, I got it. You know, as long as we're doing disinformation, got exactly. it. But for political reasons, hey, we're America. We're all on the same side. Let's get out of this different side. It's starting to feel like we have two countries, brother. Yeah. So, hey, we want to hear your thoughts on disinformation and misinformation. So stay tuned to us as you stay tuned to society from the coach. And from the vet. Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned.